Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Hello everyone, good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever you may be. This is another episode of Socialize TV. I know that I've been gone for quite some time, but to be perfectly honest with you, I just needed a break. I needed a break from social media. I needed a break to just focus on some other things and to just take a break for my mental sanity, to be quite honest with you. As the year is coming to a close, which I'm thankful to be one of those people who has made it this far in this year, considering all that has been going on, I've been taking some time to just reflect on some things that have been on my mind. And today is one of those episodes where I just want to share some of these things with you. Today's episode is going to be on the lines of pretty much the gender divide and how I'm just seeing as time goes on, men and women are just getting further and further away from each other and really no one is taking the time to address it or to really see it as a problem. And even though it may seem like it's not such a big deal right now, in the future, it's going to have some serious repercussions. Just generalizing. It is so disheartening to see how we as a people don't have any kind of care and regard for each other at all. We don't care about each other's feelings. We are very dismissive when a person expresses themselves. And there's just this whole overall attitude of, if it doesn't have anything to do with me, why am I supposed to care kind of thing. And it's really frustrating because more and more you're getting people who are going to have a very difficult time 
not only communicating how they feel, but also being understood. See, understanding is a two-part process. You have to listen and then you have to comprehend as well. You can't do one without the other. Both have to happen at the same time or at least one after the other, but both are not mutually exclusive things. They both have to take place. And so too many times you have people who feel like they're just not even being heard. No one cares to hear what they have to say, and so they just don't say it at all. And I've been one of those people where I've just been so silent about so many things for so long. And to some, it's coming across as, excuse me, it's coming across as aggressive. It's coming across as being outspoken. And the truth of the matter is, is that when you go for such a long period of time, just keeping things to yourself, you get so frustrated because it's like, why is it that people don't see it to be a problem? Why is it that people either seeming to be willfully ignorant or they just don't give a damn at all? I, I still don't know what is which, but it seems like it's just the fact that people just don't care. And when you have men and women who are trying to be in relationship with each other, it's it's always going downhill. And as a sociologist, we love to say that, you know, all of these different factors play a role as to why something happens. But then it's like, okay, well, as we cross the variables off the list, what is left? Not much. And it's like, if we can't say, oh, this is the sole reason or the sole cause of why this happened, then what else is there to blame? And it's just a fault of human nature at this point. Social media has done a good job of trying to convince us that because we don't look a certain way, that's the reason why we aren't happy. The fact that we can't look perfect and everyone be thirsty for us online. If, if we can't do those two things, then we're screwing up in life. If we aren't richer than all of the people in the world combined, then our life is worthless. And there's just so many nuances that don't get spoken about, but it's the presentation of it all that is enough to distract people and to take them away and deviate them away from what the actual truth is. The truth is, is that people put so much effort into their looks because that's all they feel that they are worth. Their looks, their worth stops at what you can see with your two naked eyes. You can't see anything beyond that. They may or may not even have a soul. They may not even have any substance to them. And as far as being thirsty online or being the object of everyone's sexual desire and lust, that's not really a great place to be. You'll never be respected being in that place. Sure, you can capitalize off of it. You can monetize it. But at the end of the day, we can't ignore the fact that other people make us feel a certain way about ourselves, regardless of what we say. We can try to pretend to have all the self-esteem in the world. But the fact of the matter is, is that our self-esteem is shaped by other people, how other people see us. 
And if other people don't see us in a particular type of light or see us in a way that we feel is the best way to be looked at, then it's like something is wrong. Any decently attractive woman will tell you that it doesn't take much for men to feel as though they can get something from you or feel like they could just disrespect you by approaching you so inappropriately, whether it's online in the direct messages or out in public, it doesn't matter. People just don't have any type of respect. The unsolicited genitalia pictures that you don't ask for are sent to you. And if you don't like it and speak up to the fact that you don't like it, then it's something wrong with you or that you must be a lesbian if you don't like seeing a, a man's genitalia that you don't know. It's all kinds of nonsense. And to be quite honest, it's like these women tolerate it and they put up with it, but truth, truthfully, no one wants to deal with that. No one likes that. And for the guys who feel as though there's nothing wrong with that or that that's appropriate, something's wrong with you too. It's an issue all the way around. The other thing is that the way we go about dating, it's like we aren't really interested in getting to know people for who they are. We're interested in what they can do for us. And quite honestly, I feel like when people realize that about dating, it's going to make it so much easier to spot the people who have ulterior motives. I've always been one of those types of people where I can just see right through the nonsense. People use all types of manipulation tactics to get your feelings and emotions wrapped up in them. And the fact is, is that it's all a facade. I have learned the harsh lesson that people can look you dead in your face and tell lie after lie after lie. And after a while, they believe it. They see nothing wrong with it. They don't care what the repercussions are. They don't care if it hurts your feelings. As long as they can get what they want from you, that's all that matters. And some people ask the question, well, how is it worth going through all the trouble to deceive a person for that? Wouldn't it be easier to just do X, Y, and Z? The fact is, is that it's the psychological process that people care about. It's the, the, the visual development of seeing you go from point A to point C with them and seeing the gradual progression. That's what it's about. It's about seeing how they can take you from up high to feeling like you are the best thing that has happened to them. And then them taking you so low to the point where you feel like you're as worthless as the gum on the bottom of this shoe. People like to see that type of progression. People like to feel as though they can control you. And I guess that's the, the underlining ulterior motive is the control. Not only just the progressive deterioration of your emotions, but the fact that they can, that they feel as though they can control it, 
is what is most important to them. And so that is enough. People always think that it's about money or it's about something tangible. Most of the time, it's not about something tangible. Most of the time, people are looking to do to other people the things that have been done to them. They have a vengeance about it. Whether or not that person had anything to do with it doesn't matter. They just become a casualty of it. Have you ever been in a situation where you have been dealing with a person and it seems like all they do is want to be a victim and feel like everybody is going to do them wrong and you have been doing your very best to treat them the way that you feel they deserve to be treated and it doesn't seem to be enough, it's going to feel frustrating. It's going to feel like nothing you do is going to matter. And so you have a pivotal choice to make. Do you continue to deal with this person or do you just go your separate way? I used to be one of those people who felt like my love can change somebody. My love can fix their problems. As long as I, I could care for them, they'll be okay. And there were several problems with that way of thinking. The first issue was that in a way, it's kind of selfish. In a way, it's like feeling like what I can give is more important than somebody else or maybe even what they can give themselves. And it's like, it's the game changer as long as I'm involved in it. So in a way, that's kind of selfish. The second thing is, whether that person has directly asked me to or not, it's not my responsibility to take on other people's issues, flip it around and turn it around for them so that they can be happy. And then it's like, well, what about me? So many times I've had this conversation and I always am reminded of the example of a water fountain. You know, you have a water fountain and you have the cup and the cup is other people and the water fountain is you. When you have people who are constantly draining water from you, eventually you become empty. But the question is, who fills you? Nobody. Once you're empty, you're empty. You can't get that water back. You can't put that water back. It's a one-way ticket outward. And I got to a point in life where I realized it is not worth me being in a situation where I'm constantly depleting myself of my valuable energy that is important for me on other people. And while they get to be happy and while they get to be fulfilled, they get all of the things that they need. Here I am left trying to figure out where do I get my fulfillment from. Somebody eventually is going to lose in a scenario like that. And it's not healthy. And this is the, the pitfall that people who are empaths and people who are really emotional fall into. Because their, their self-worth is tied to their emotional capacity. They feel as though if another person can appreciate the love they give, then they're worth something. That's too conditional. 
You know, emotions change. Emotional attachment changes. So your worth should change too? I don't think so. That should be the one thing that's the constant. But dealing with certain types of people will make you realize that these are the issues that will arise. And digressing back to the overall topic, you know, this isn't a conversation to say that, oh, just men are the problem or just women are the problem. People are the problem at this point. At this point, I'm seeing the same behaviors in just people. I can't even say that, oh, it's more men doing this or it's more women doing that. No, it's people. Because the more I'm hearing people talk about their experiences, the more I'm seeing that there's a very clear pattern going on and that it's pretty consistent. Sometimes it, 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 I can only speak from being a woman. I can only speak from that perspective. And most of the time, I feel as though really, truly, it seems like men don't really like women. So many times... I'm hearing nothing but misogyny. You know, women, you can't take women seriously or women aren't capable of being good leaders. Women aren't capable of making important decisions. Women should just only be focused on raising their kids and, and not having a life of their own or not having ambitions of their own. Women should be comfortable not having any friends and, and only being subject to whatever the man in her life wants. You know, women should be comfortable being a maid and, and being domesticated and cooking and cleaning and that she really should, shouldn't know how to do anything else. Yet, if she doesn't know how to do anything else, she's criticized for it. It's like, you can't win. And this is the rhetoric, whether it's said or not, this is how men feel. Men feel like women's only purpose is to take care of them and that's it. And my thing is this, if you're so manly and you have all the answers and you're, and you're so important, why do you need a woman then? Why do you need a woman to do other things? It's because you're not capable of doing everything yourself, even if it's for yourself. That's the problem. I can say the same thing about some women, the, the strong, independent woman trope. You know, I don't need a man to do anything for me. Everybody should be self-sufficient some, to some extent. That's a given. But to act like you don't need nobody is a falsehood. Because not everybody has been in a situation where everything has just been laid out for them already. They've already been given a, a formula to follow. They've already been given a blueprint and they can just do it. Everybody didn't grow up with that kind of privilege. Somebody had to help you. Somebody had to contribute to your success. So for people to act like they don't need anybody is ridiculous to me. This whole idea of somebody owes you something. There's a difference between feeling like somebody owes you something versus taking self-responsibility for things. Parenthood is a prime example of this. You have parents who feel like their children owe them something for them taking care of them. You're the parent. You're supposed to take care of your kids. That's a given. If you didn't want somebody to take care of, why did you have children? 
It's literally that simple. And not to mention, these, these people didn't ask for you to be their mother or for you to be their father. I'm quite sure there are other people who would have been better capable of being a parent than you, who would have been more loving than you, who would have been more involved than you, who would have been more emotionally capable to love them than you. But they're stuck with you. They have a say. So how do they owe you something? I don't understand that. The second thing is that you have parents who expect their children to be a certain way or to have certain skills and they didn't teach it to them. It's like, how do you expect me, for example, to take care, to know how to take care of you when you're not teaching me anything about afterlife planning, funeral planning, life insurance policies. You're not teaching me any of that. You just expect me to just know. So by the time you're on your deathbed, everything should be fine. What? The delusion is, is, is unbelievable to me. And so... Now you have a parent and child divide. Husband and wife divide. You have husbands who expect women to not want anything from them, yet they personally want to take on the, the role of the provider. You're supposed to provide that. Anything she needs is supposed to come from you and you are solely responsible for giving it to her. And yet when she asks for it, it's a problem. You are the one who associated masculinity with being a provider. It wasn't the other way around. So now what is demanded of you, it's an issue. Things don't make sense how people rationalize things. And when you bring it up, they don't have anything to say. They, they don't have an explanation for it. And it's like, we've been taught these things our whole lives. And at some point we have to realize Either this doesn't make sense at all doing it this way, or there needs to be some changes about our ideology about things because it's not conducive for anybody involved. And quite honestly, a lot of what we've been taught to believe is not conducive for anybody, and it's surely not going to make a relationship successful. Again, I always bring up greener grass syndrome which is the idea that people think that there's just always something better somewhere else. There's always a better looking partner. There's always more money. There's always a better job. There's always a better place to live. Keep pursuing something that you have no evidence of is going to ruin your life. I'm telling you right now. This ambition that people have has done nothing but cause problems. It has done nothing but cause unnecessary stress. It has done nothing but cause a very twisted perspective of what is actually reality. And you have people that by the time they reach so-called goals, it's still not enough. They finally climb up to the top of the, the business ladder. They, they're finally the VP the, the the next to head person in charge or the head person in charge and it's still not enough money. It's still not enough power. 
it's still not enough influence. You have people who have a partner that some could only dream of having and they still want to step outside of the relationship. They want to pursue somebody younger. They want to pursue somebody with more money. They want to pursue somebody who has a bigger house. It's never going to be enough. If it's not one thing, it's going to be something else. You're creating a a group of people who are never going to be satisfied no matter what. And of all the different personality types that I hate in this world, that's definitely at the top of my list. I hate when people are never satisfied with anything. They always find something to complain about and they have so much to be grateful for. Let's look at this pandemic, for example. You have people who have lost their lives. And each one of those people meant something to someone else. It was a father, it was a mother, a husband, a wife, a sister, brother, a son or a daughter. That person meant something to somebody. And none of us asked for this to happen. None of us knew it was going to happen. It was all something that just turned our lives upside down. And now you have people who got to figure out how to live with their loved ones who really technically should have still been here, but they aren't. How do you live with that? How do you make someone feel better about that? You can't. It's nothing you can say. Meanwhile, you have two healthy people who are working from home, who are still lucky to have a job, who are still lucky to make full income, and are arguing about stupid stuff. Arguing about who's supposed to take out the trash. Arguing about who's supposed to do dishes. Meanwhile, you have people who for the very first time had to spend Thanksgiving without somebody they love all because of this virus. Do people not think about that? Do people not think about these are going to be the same individuals who now got to get through Christmas? Who now got to get through New Year's? Nobody's thinking about that. But you want to argue about taking out the trash. You want to argue about dishes. You want to argue about why you're not having sex every day. Those things are not important. In the grand scheme of things, that is not important. And you have some people who are like, well, even if it's a small thing, you know, it still matters to me. No, you care about the wrong thing and you're immature. I, I hate to be that person, but seriously, some people are just so immature. Some people really care about the wrong thing, and, and it's and it's no wonder they can't get along with nobody. They care about the wrong thing. I'm not saying that you should not communicate to your partner about an issue that you have, but again, there are other more important things going on. And I've just always been one of those people where I just look at the bigger picture and I just don't have the energy to contribute to nonsense. I don't have it. And my thing is, even if those things were a problem, something else will be. Again, it's never going to be enough. You have men who... They, they want children. They, they especially want a son. They, they want to create another 
version of themselves. But yet when that woman gets pregnant and she has to go through nine months of having a, a human being growing inside of her, never had to deal with this before, and she's having a hard time, he's making it all about him. Now he's inconvenienced. Now he can't have sex when he wants. Now he has to deal with someone being moody. Oh, his life is so horrible. Really? This woman is about to give birth to a human being that has never existed on this earth before. That is not only a part of you, but a part of herself as well. And giving birth is a very dangerous thing. But to you, it's an inconvenience. Seeing stuff like that, I'm sick of. I am over the moon sick of it. I'm sick of women who are conveniently and conventionally attractive. And yet they pick apart how they look every single statement that comes out of their mouth. It's like they never want to miss an opportunity to put themselves down. They put themselves down more than anybody else is putting them down. It is a complete delusion. They're so ugly. They they wish they had this. They wish they had bigger boobs. They wish they had a bigger butt. They wish they had a tan. They wish they had fuller lips. They, they wish, they wish, they wish. Instead of just being grateful for what they have, they always wish for something else. And it's really nothing wrong with them at all. But they don't see it that way. They have a husband. They have kids. They have a family. And it, it's still a problem. And I know some people are really going to come for me and be like, oh, well, that doesn't mean that, you know, that person can't go through something. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that you have some people who, again, they fit the box. They fit all the stereotypes. They, they, they fit all of the conventionals. And they still aren't happy. When are we going to learn that the conventionals are not going to bring us happiness? Playing by the rules does not mean our life is going to be easy. When are people going to realize that? And again, you have men and women going back and forth about the same crap. Like I said, at the end of the day, people are only interested in fulfilling their own needs. And if you happen to be a casualty in the process, then so be it. That's how, that's how people are. And if we continue to think and feel this way, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be very comfortable being alone. You're going to have people who are going to want nothing to do with marriage, committed relationship, monogamous relationship, parenthood, they're not going to want anything to do with it. Because dealing with people is going to, going to cause more issues than it is with them being absent from their lives. I have to say, whether I've been in a relationship or not, I don't know what's better. <laughs> to, to be honest, everything has its pros and cons. But sometimes it's like, it's just a struggle all the way around. And again, 
I, I sometimes am like, no matter what, people are not going to be satisfied. Even some things I hear my boyfriend complain about, I'm just like, why are you complaining about this? This has nothing to do with you. Why are you concerning yourself with it? I have no idea. And again, there's so much to be grateful for. The other thing too I want to address is that people are always comparing their lives. People are always comparing their relationships. They feel as though it's it's not where they think it should be. And it's like, we both are helping each other. Why is it that you feel as though there should be something more you're getting out of? Like, I, I know possibly up until this point, it sounds like I'm talking in circles, but really a lot of these things have a common denominator. A lot of these things all are boiling down to the same one topic. And it's just, there's just division. There's just so much division between men and women, and I'm not sure it's going. To, it can be rectified. You have too many people who just feel as though everybody else is subservient to them, and it's like, who are you supposed to be? There's some people who have not done a single good thing for no damn body in their whole lives, and they expect people to bow down to them. They haven't done a single thing for anybody else, but they want people to do so much for them. And again, it's not always about money. People think that, oh, because they bought something for somebody that they own you. No, that's not how that works. You say thank you and you move the hell on. But from what place did it come from? People don't know how to give without self-gratification. People don't know how to give because they care. People don't know how to give out of love. People don't know how to give just for the sake of gratitude or generosity. You have people who can't even give the homeless something without filming it for Instagram. People can't give to the homeless without making a status about it on Facebook. Nobody needs to know. Why was it just something you did just for the sake of doing it? Because it was a good thing. Why do you need to publicize it? Why do people always need a pat on the back all the time? I, I, I just would never understand. There's just so many critiques that I have. And it, that's the beautiful thing about when you have your own platform. You can say what you want and you can feel however you want to feel. It's not about whether people agree with you. My whole thing is we as a humane society, a human society, are progressing backwards. We're actually not moving forward. We're going backwards. And that's the thing that's so interesting about the human condition is that we have so much potential to be better, but we do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Nothing is new under the sun. And I'm just like, dang, are we really programmed to be this way? I'm starting to feel we are.
It's craziness. And, and I'm just like, at this rate, a whole lot more marriages are going to fail. A whole lot more people are going to break up. A whole lot more households are going to be divided at this rate. And at this point, you got to make the choice. Do you want to deal with this or not? At some point, I understand that anything you do in life is a risk. You, because you don't know what the outcome is going to be beforehand. You can't predict the future. But honestly, enough is enough. I do this for the young people who have yet to experience what falling in love is like, what making a lot of money is like, what pursuing a career is like. They're just going into it blindly. And there's just so much that they're not aware of. And there's so many pitfalls and issues that are going to come along with it. And they're not ready for it at all whatsoever. You have people who are not ready for what it feels like to be rejected by the person they've had a crush on for months out of the school year. You have people who are not going to be ready for what it feels like to go through college and and bust your behind to get that degree and apply for jobs and nobody is hiring you, but you have the education and the degree. People are not prepared for the scrutiny that people are going to have for you when you are a certain age and you don't have a big house and a fancy car to drive. People are not going to be ready for the scrutiny of your parents asking you when are you going to get married or when are you going to give them grandchildren and you haven't had a real relationship since high school or you've been told all your life since high school that you need to stay away from the boys and focus on your schoolwork but yet they're expecting you at this age to have a fiance. It's ridiculous. Honestly, at this point, I, I just feel as though we're not going in the right direction. People are, are not ready for the, the self-critique that you give yourself every day. Again, it's one thing to, to deal with everybody else criticizing you, but people have no idea how you criticize yourself. Of all the times that you tell yourself that you're worthless and you're incapable and that nobody is going to love you, and that you deserve all of the bad things that are happening to you and that you're just not doing enough or you're just not pushing hard enough. People don't know how you talk to yourself and yet they have the audacity to say what they say to you themselves. People are not prepared for how you get on social media and it seems like everybody else has a life that looks a certain way and yours will never ever be anything close to that. People don't know and are not going to be prepared for how it feels to really be broke and really question how you're going to pay bills that are unavoidable. Nobody prepares you for these things. You're just thrown into it. And if you don't do something right or by someone else's standards, then it's something wrong with you. And it's not fair. I know too many people who have committed suicide 
because they just didn't have the emotional endurance to keep going. They got tired of people. They got tired of struggling in life. They got tired of people picking on them every single day and don't know anything about them. I've known too many people who have gone through that. And the thing that sometimes so-called descending is that you have people who are like, oh, they, they were such a good person or they're gone too soon and this and that. You didn't give a damn about that person. You didn't know anything about them. You didn't know anything about their struggles. You didn't know anything about their hopes and dreams. How can you possibly say that? Then on the other end of the spectrum, you had people who were nothing but living, breathing terrorists and devils their entire existence. And yet they say, oh, God gained an angel. You sure about that? Because the God I serve and the book that I read tells me that there are rules to how we live and that we have to be held accountable one day for the things that we've done, especially as it concerns what we did and how it hurt other people. So you just naturally assume that people who have lived like that go to heaven? Really? That person wasn't even thinking about God. That person wasn't thinking about doing the right thing by his or her neighbor. How can you say that? And people are not ready for that conversation. People are not ready to, to hear that. But it's the truth. Like I said, there's some people who haven't done a good thing for nobody in their entire lives. And they expect that, you know, people are, are just going to be okay. It's like, no, you're going to pay for how you treat people eventually. It digressing back again to, to men and women. The same way that I say, you know, it seems like women and, and men are not going to get along and that men really don't like women. Sometimes I feel like there's some women who don't like men either. They have nothing but negative things to say about men, but yet, if we lived in a world without men, I don't think anybody would be happy. <laughs> I don't think a lot of things would get done. On top of that, I don't think we will progress. So it's like, overall, I think people should just be very careful what they wish for or how they think something should be. Or that, you know, things should be a certain way. They should be careful for wishing for that. Because the way society is going, a whole lot of things are going to change and it ain't going to be for the better. We, this is a prime example of how we're all forced to just function in society a certain way and we don't really have a say about it. Could you imagine if things about society make us not be around each other permanently? Could you imagine what life would be like when it's almost encouraged to be single and not need nobody? How do you think life would be if it's encouraged to just constantly use people your entire life to get ahead and as long as you get what you want, that's all that matters? What kind of world would that be like? And then for the people who see through the nonsense and for the people who don't want to subscribe, to that, they get ridiculed, they get ostracized, they get bullied. 
I don't want to live in a world like that. I'm not proud to live in a world that is going in that direction. Why do we hate each other so much? And, and I can't even say it's a, it's a strong dislike. It's a hate. We hate each other. We hate each other because of the gender that we are. We hate each other over race. We hate each other over age. We hate each other based off of who has money and who doesn't. We hate each other based off of the number of followers somebody has on social media. We have all of this strong hatred for each other over stuff like that. How are we going to get past this? How? How are we as a collective going to wake up and be like, you know what? This ain't it. This ain't the move. This ain't it. We, we got to do something different. How do we get past that? I'm not really sure. But it's not looking good. And I don't like it. You know, I I feel like to the people who are hearing this and feeling like, well, what's the solution? Quite honestly, I don't have a solution. But all I can say is do what you feel is best. Do what you feel is the right decision. Because, like I said, for the most part, other people don't care. They're, they're not trying to weigh the good and the bad. They're, they're, not, they're not caught in the middle of the great divide between good and evil. They could care less either way. But if you're the type of person who cares, all you could do is your best. All you could do is try to do the right thing when the opportunity presents itself. All you could do is tell the truth when it's necessary. All you could do is try to be an honest person. That's all you could do. We, we are very limited to, to many things, but we can make decisions about the type of person we want to be. And I guess that is the solution. Just try to be a good person. And everything else hopefully will fall into place for you. But for other people who all they do is complain, all they do is be ungrateful, all they do is feel like people owe them something. For, for people who are just stuck on that, avoid them. Cut them off. I don't care if they're friends. I don't care if they're family members. You don't need that kind of negative energy plaguing your life 24-7. It's going to drive you crazy. You're going to feel like, why, is, why can't I never be happy about anything? Even if nothing is going wrong in your life, you still don't feel happy. That's that energy around you. That's that energy in the world. You're not crazy. I feel it every damn day. I would love to be happier than what I am, but I'm stressed every day. Every day I'm stressed. It's just a different level of stress, but I'm stressed nonetheless. All I could do is just get through each day. That's all I could do at this point. All I could do is, is try to be a good girlfriend, try to be a good friend, be there for my mom and brother. That's really all I could do. <laughs> you know, it's like... I, I can't do anything else. But 
what I'm not going to do is, is fuel the divisiveness. I'm not going to cause the division. I'm not going to be a part of it. And my whole thing is, if you hate other people so much, then leave people alone. These are the same individuals who claim they hate people for this, that, and the third reason, but always want to be the main one involved. Stay out of people's lives. Stay out of people's business. Like I said, people are exhausting. And all you can do is your best. Keep those who care about you close. Don't take them for granted. This life is so temporary. So much can go wrong at any given time. We have to stop acting like nothing bad can happen to us or it can't happen to our family or it can't happen to the people we care about. Yes, it can. Every day is, is a toss-up. You, you just don't know. And we just got to start appreciating life more because it's just another opportunity to be better and, and do better and just be a good person. It's, it's another opportunity. It's more time. We waste more time than we appreciate time. We, we don't value it the way that we should when it's, it depreciates so much. I mean, every passing second that I, I talk, it's in the past. I can't go back and get it. We have to just be mindful that this thing that we call life, this thing that we call existence is temporary. One day, this is all going to perish. And what can we honestly say for the time that we've been here? What can we show for it? And I'm not talking about material possession. I'm talking about what kind of condition is our soul going to be in. That's what I want everyone to think about. That concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this rant. Like and subscribe to the podcast the same way it is spelled here across all platforms that podcasts are available on. And like and subscribe to the Facebook page. That way you keep track of all of the updates and future episodes that come out. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in my next one. Bye-bye and so long.